0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me in my third podcast of this series. If you're listening today, I hope you're doing well. In the last two episodes, we went through a detailed overview of oppositional defiant disorder, and we learned about two theories that are used to explain how and why ODD develops in the first place. In this podcast, we'll be looking at a major controversy surrounding ODD that revolves around the diagnosis of ODD. Questions are raised about whether ODD itself is its own mental illness because it bears so many similarities to other disorders. And questions are raised about what criteria the child must meet in order to be diagnosed with this disorder. ODD was added to the DSM-3 in 1980, and since its inclusion in the DSM, this controversy has followed. This original conception of the disorder was very unclear and left many questions to be answered, like whether or not ODD had any differences from conduct disorder or ADHD and whether or not ODD is different than normal child behavior at this age. The DSM-IV made slight changes to the criteria and definition of this disorder. This revision clarified the difference between ODD and CD and classified this disorder as an attention deficit and disruptive behavior disorder. Although the DSM-IV made much needed updates, the criterion for the disorder was still broad and vague. The DSM-5 updates and categorizes the symptoms into vindictiveness, angry or irritable mood, and angry-slash-defiant behavior. This restructured version also includes symptom frequency, which allows physicians to differentiate between normal childhood behavior and abnormal disordered behavior. The last major update this version includes is a severity rating, which helps physicians determine how severe the disorder is based off how often and where the child displays their symptoms. Thanks to the update in the most recent DSM, a lot of the questions that created the controversy have been answered. For example, the question of criteria needed to diagnose a child with this disorder. Another question that was answered is whether or not ODD is really all that different from other disorders like CD and ADHD. When comparing ODD to CD, it's difficult to deny the staggering similarities between the two. Children who have these disorders often lose their temper, argue with adults, defy requests, refuse to follow rules, deliberately annoy other people, and blame others for their own behavior. The key difference between the two disorders is that CD seems to be more severe. Children and adolescents with CD may be aggressive to people or animals, destroy property, lie frequently, steal frequently, and consistently violate rules. ODD and ADHD also have similarities in terms of symptoms, but still showcase a big difference. Children with ODD are often defiant and angry, and will often disobey, argue, and even fight. While children with ADHD have a hard time listening, staying still, and paying attention, children with ODD will intentionally annoy people, actively disobey the rules, argue, and do or say mean things to others. While children with ADHD may cause class interruptions because of difficulties concentrating, children with ODD cause class interruptions due to their own angry, defiant behavior. It's important that ODD remains its own diagnosis. Not only is it different from other disorders, but it also has different courses and outcomes. There are two different pathways regarding children with ODD, both of which we learned about on page 291 in the textbook. The first pathway is the adolescent limited path. This path describes youth who cease their antisocial behaviors during early adulthood. Luckily, this is the path that most children with ODD take. 67% of children with ODD are able to resolve their symptoms three years after their initial diagnosis. Children who take this pathway experience greater social adversity and personal risk than average youth, show inconsistent delinquent behavior, and are likely to give up their risky behavior once they are old enough to access adult privileges. The second pathway is a life course persistent path. This path describes youths who engage in aggression and antisocial behaviors from their childhood into their adulthood. Oftentimes, children that go down this path have done so because they have another mental disorder accompanying their ODD. For example, 30% of children with ODD will eventually develop conduct disorder. Of these children, about 40% will develop antisocial personality disorder sometime in their adulthood. Whether a child's disorder will develop this far is ultimately up to family history. People on this life path often have a family history of externalizing disorders. This cycle is continued with the progressive accumulation of its own consequence until someone chooses to stop it. Children who take this pathway experience even greater social adversity than those on the adolescent limited path, show consistent delinquent behavior, and are likely to continue down this path even when gaining access to adult privileges. For this path, complete recovery is rare after adolescence. Children with untreated ODD are more likely to develop depression and use substances. The most common comorbidities associated with ODD are ADHD and conduct disorders. Children can also develop mood disorders like depression or anxiety disorders. Although some children will never be able to access the help they deserve and end up on a life course, persistent path, this is not guaranteed for every child who develops ODD. With the right help, most children are able to make a full recovery regardless of the previous difficulties they faced. When thinking about all the outcomes that can play out for children with untreated ODD, you begin to understand the importance of ODD being recognized as its own disorder rather than being clumped together with other disorders that may have similar symptoms. ODD has its own course and pathway, and its recognition as a separate disorder allows children to receive the actual help they need rather than receiving help meant for another disorder. Thanks to the work of thousands of scientists throughout the years, our understandings of ODD have come a long way. The newest DSM has given us a detailed definition that calmed most of the controversy regarding the diagnosis of ODD. Because of all the advancements that we have made throughout the years, we are able to diagnose children with this disorder sooner than ever before. Because children are able to receive help at a younger age, they will only increase their chances of overcoming this disorder. If you've made it this far into my podcast, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen. ODD has had misconceptions from the beginning of its conception. And I think that's why ODD isn't a better known childhood mental disorder. Children with this lesser known disorder need and deserve help just as much as any child with any other disorder. By learning about this disorder, we are not only increasing our own knowledge, but we are increasing our empathy. By learning about what people struggle with, we are able to start a conversation and begin to destigmatize mental disorders. The stigmatization of mental disorders make it hard for both children and adults to receive the proper help and support they need. By educating ourselves and speaking out, we are able to create the change that is necessary in this world. Until next time.